Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. I'm Ali. Hope you're all well and ready to celebrate Christmas with family and friends. Last episode, I interviewed the president of the Pharmacy Guild, Trent. If you missed it, make sure to go back and listen to it. Trent shared many tips and industry insights with us. He also encouraged all of us to step out of our comfort zone and spend some time in rural and remote settings to gain more experiences. So today, I'm going to introduce a rural pharmacist, David Pullman, to you all. David is an early career pharmacist on Thursday Island. He was awarded 2018 Guild Intern of the Year while working in Port Douglas and continued work there for four years. David then moved to Thursday Island at the beginning of 2021 and now often commutes to work via helicopter, spending the day in remote health centres on the islands in the Torres Strait. David is an alumni of Griffith University Association of Pharmacy Students, where he served as president in 2015 and treasurer in 2016. He is also an honorary life member of the National Australian Pharmacy Students Association. Following his role on the board for two years, David carries a strong enthusiasm for rural practice, and according to him, he has no plans to move to an urban location anytime soon. I'm looking forward to learning more about his rural pharmacy experiences. Without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to David. Hey David, we know you're the 2018 Guild Intern Pharmacist of the Year. So tell us, how was your intern year? My intern year was in Port Douglas. Uh, I had a really, really good year. I, I turned up, I've never been that far north before. I sort of, um, I took a job off the back of sort of some connections that I had, what, what, that I made when I was in NAPSA and it, just drove north and did that intern year and it, it was awesome. I, I made some really good friends. I learned learned everything that I didn't get to learn during pharmacy school and yeah, sort of came out of that having, I built kind of relationships with doctors. So the, the idea behind the intern of the year that I, that I won was that it, I got to Port Douglas and I sent a letter to all the doctors that were there after I've been there for about a month, just introducing myself and saying, Hey, I'm David. I'm pretty good at treating 
gout because I've got an interest in it or I had an interest in gout at the time. So if you've got any patients that have gout uh, or I forget, I had another disease, maybe asthma or something, something like that, feel free to recommend me by name for a consult. I'm more than happy to discuss their medications with them. And in Port Douglas, I think I sent that letter to all 10 or 12 doctors that were like individual doctors that were around. And I think one of them said something about it in the store later. And then the rest of them, basically, it just changed the phone calls. So whenever I'd call the doctor after that, it was much better, easier sort of conversation. And it kind of helped with the collaboration between the pharmacy and the medical centers. That, well, that was kind of the reason I think I got the intern of the year was that and a few other things. And yeah, so I, I suppose intern year, and then I just learned how to collaborate with other health professionals and Tell me, how did you transition from Port Douglas and after your intern year to your job now on Thursday Island? Well, I spent a few years in Port Douglas. So I did my intern year there and then I continued to work there. So I was there for about four years altogether. Definitely put in the time to understand the store and, and to enjoy working there. And I was sort of managing the dispensary when I left. I met my partner in Port Douglas and we decided to move together. She's she's in the police. So we applied because a, a spot came up in Thursday Island and we thought it'd be cool and interesting. So I, I just made a couple of phone calls and yeah, we just decided to go there. Best thing we ever did so far, for sure. But it was, yeah, it was as simple as, it was as simple as that. There wasn't really anything driving us out of Port Douglas. It was just the I think we were both starting to just get itchy feet and it was just time to move on. For all of us who live in a city, have never been to Thursday Island, what's it like working in a pharmacy? Yeah, it's cool. It, it really depends on the pharmacy you work in. But picture an hour-long lunch break every day that you don't miss out on. Like, oh, just thinking about it. My partner is working away at the moment. She's working over in Bamaga, which is just near the tip of Australia. So she just got posted to that station for a week. And because of that, my dog's a bit lonely at home. So I just go home for an hour and hang out with my dog at lunchtime so that he doesn't <laughs> so that he doesn't feel so lonely and, and we eat together at lunch. Yeah. How many staff do you have that you have the luxury of leaving the store and have an hour break? We run with three or four pharmacists up here at a time. It's a really cool job. So, I mean, specifically Thursday Island, it's it's a very cool job, but basically we have four pharmacists. One of them or two of them will be out the back. We call it out the back. And then the other two are up the front. So yeah, up the front, it's like a regular community pharmacy. And that's just all the local people I was talking about. And then down the back, we organize the supply of all the medications to all the outer islands, which are every island in the Torres Strait that has people on it. So yeah, there's 15 communities or 15 different islands that that we organize, like logistically organize supply for, and we pack blister packs and send out medications and stock the, the Queensland health facilities that are out there. So we're booking helicopter flights and booking barges and doing all that sort of logistic stuff. And then we're um, interacting with doctors because they've got sort of flying doctors or rotating doctors that will go out there and see patients and send us changes or updates or ask us what we think about this or whether we can supply that. It's a pretty cool sort of workflow and, yeah, and we change it up month to month who's working in which section of the store and it's it's really fun. We just work 9 to 5.15. I think it's 5.15 because we want to make sure that people that work till 5 can come and get something after work before they go home. So, yeah, 9 to 5.15 with that hour break in the middle 
which is nice because I definitely worked longer hours before. And yeah, after work, it's usually sunny for a couple more hours or a few more hours. So I just bought a boat. So I go on the boat or wow, go for go for a run or hang out with my partner or go walk the dog, just whatever. Primarily on the boat though at the moment. Wow, definitely a great lifestyle. Yeah, it is. And I didn't mention, I probably should have mentioned it before. We we have to go to these outer islands a couple of times a year as well, as in each one a couple of times a year. So we don't do it during the wet season because it can be a bit dangerous flying and you'd rather not fly if it's weather-wise it's dangerous. So we try and clump all of our flying during the non-wet season, which is about six or eight months of the year. So we're flying every week and a half, two weeks. Um, one of us is going out in a helicopter and spending the day at the clinic. So it's very cool, like regularly going out to work on a helicopter. In terms of clinical knowledge, do you feel that you challenging work for you? Yeah, absolutely. I found like that in, in Port Douglas too differently though. So I remember in Port Douglas, I introduced a service into the pharmacy where we were consulting people like doing ear consults. So people would come in after they went onto the barrier reef and diving and we were trained to use the otoscope, which we had a, a video otoscope and we'd look in their ears and examine their eardrum and see what could be the problem. So, you know, if we saw that it was inflamed or that it looked infected, we could refer them to the GP or if we didn't see that and, or depending on their symptoms and then in combination with looking at their ear, we'd do different things, um, given decongestants or painkillers or whatever. And so I suppose from like, that was something I'd never heard of doing, but there was a need for it because you couldn't just walk into the GP in Port Douglas. It was too busy. And then at the same time, there was a lot of backpackers in Port Douglas, especially international ones pre-COVID that were coming in that didn't have Medicare cards. that couldn't or didn't want to just go to the hospital. So we'd have a lot, Mm. a lot to think about, you know, as to whether we could actually help or whether we, what we had to do and I suppose thinking outside the box sometimes and that sort of thing. But then in Thursday Island, it's a, it's a different story where everyone's got a Medicare card medications for most people are free and and it's basically managing a hugely diabetic population diabetes is is the is the disease up here that everybody seems like type 2 diabetes everybody seems to suffer from and so we've constantly got drug interactions and we're working very closely with doctors to make sure that you know if certain combinations are started then we think about you know, the ramifications of that and monitor them more closely or or whatever. And then, you know, if if one person moves from one island to another one, making sure there's continuity between the two or, yeah. So there's, there's definitely lots to think about. We work very closely with, with the hospital pharmacy up here. So, you know, they, they do a different sort of job in the hospital and, and I'd say that they have access to a lot more, you know, labs and all that sort of, that sort of fun stuff that you have access to when you're a hospital pharmacist. But then we, we see all the patients and we see all the profiles constantly and we're definitely thinking clinically and thinking on our toes. And that's why we work out the back. So we're not doing the, um, we're not doing the front of shop dispensing and that sort of thing. We're, we're down the back, we're on the computer, looking up references, making sure, you know, these will go together, seeing if it's going to be funded on the PBS properly, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, there's, there's some pretty cool diseases. We see some tuberculosis, which you don't hear of very much in Australia. There's someone or there's actually multiple people on some of the Northern islands that suffer from leprosy, which we also don't see very much. So yeah, 
it's cool. Clinically speaking, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. And I definitely am much more clinically challenged, I think, than I used to be. It, it's different, but it's, yeah, it's cool. Wow. That's great. Interesting. So what's the workload in terms of how many scripts, you know, how busy is it, the pharmacy there on Thursday Island? Yeah, so on TR, the pharmacy is not too busy in the front, like the, the top part. You know, on a, on a busy day, we'll do 150, maybe 200 scripts if we're, if we're busy, like really busy. But we've got really good techs and it's, I don't know, maybe one of the only pharmacies that I've that I can truly say that the techs are, are like what you sort of imagine a tech should be like. Like they're, all of our techs are from either Thursday Island or from one of the outer islands. So the community knows them better than they know me and they know, they know them better than they know the other pharmacists. So it's interesting, like they'll ask to speak to the tech sometimes and the tech will relay information or, or they might just take care of it or, or whatever. And it's a really positive thing because the, the techs are working really hard and then we're working really hard doing all the scripts. And I'm, yeah, it's, it's like a whole, everyone's just a really good team. But yeah, so that's happening all up the front. That's 250 scripts or whatever. But if you're fulfilled at the end of the day, on top of your one hour, you know, lunch break. <laughs> Hugely. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I'm quite full after my one hour lunch break. And yeah, absolutely. I, you know, sometimes I walk out of work and I'm just, it's great. Like, it hasn't worn off. I've only been here for, I think, eight months now. And yeah, I love it. Go to work in the morning. Everyone's there like 45 minutes early sometimes or half an hour early just so they can hang out and have a cup of tea together and whatever. So it's like a social environment there. And then, you know, we start the work day and everyone's so lovely. The Torres Strait is just full of is wonderful people. I, I, I can't speak highly enough about them. We just have these great interactions and everyone understands it takes time. We, we live on island time up here. So, you know, if you don't have something or if it's going to take a few minutes, they're happy to just come back tomorrow or whatever. That's pretty uniform. We, I don't have the struggles up here that we used to have down south where, where stuff has to be done in, in negative one minute or you're in trouble. You know, we work, work really hard and we get everything done as quickly as we can. And if it takes some time, it takes some time. And that's just the way it is. So I find the work environment and the, and the fulfillment to be fantastic. It's, it's a good place to be. And everyone feels like they're on your team and that you're being supported and all that sort of stuff. Do you think it's a good idea for early career pharmacists to do an internship or a few locumship in the rural area? Yeah, 100%. I'd, I'd say that anybody that is even remotely interested should try it. Call or email or whatever. Give it a go. If, if, you're a, if you want an internship, we're not just giving them out, but for sure, for sure let us know because it's one of those places that if you, if you did do an internship up here somewhere like, like TI, like you'd never forget it. It'd be the greatest thing ever. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone that did an internship up here and didn't want to stay. Like they'd, they'd almost definitely decide that depends on their personality, but I think for sure it would be enjoyable enough and it's a great enough place to work. Like even if it's almost like, even if you didn't have enough stuff to do outside of work, you just enjoy coming to work enough. But yeah, there's plenty of stuff to do. There's, there's people have been living here for thousands of years. Like there's plenty of stuff to do up here. Thanks, David. Today, we're very lucky to have the general manager from Raven's Recruitment, Heidi, here to join our conversation. So 
Heidi, what are some benefits being a locum pharmacist, especially in rural and remote areas? With lo- locuming, always gives you an option to check out somewhere, like try before you buy. So, for example, we would have a lot of positions that would be two to three months. In you know, we've done Thursday Island previously, we've done Christmas Island. We've done a lot of different unique types of positions and they're happy to take someone for two to three months. So that's a chance for you to sort of go to that area, your accommodations provided, they pay your travel expenses and you can see what it's like. And I can guarantee you nine times out of ten, the people that do those placements end up staying more long term. You know, we hear it all the time as that, you know, I've got there, oh, this is fantastic, why didn't I do this sooner? I love the area. So that's that's a really good way of, of being able to, I guess, not commit to something permanent up front. Although at the same time we do, if you are looking for, you know, to do something permanent, the minimum commitment time is generally about 12 months, which in the scheme of things is not a huge investment out of your life, especially if you're an early career pharmacist, you know, 12 months in that location and what you will learn and what you will see and what you will achieve in that 12 months you know, you just can't, I don't, you can't describe it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be so beneficial to your career long-term. What's the difference between locum and emergency locum? The main difference is that standard or regular locum work is you're covering pharmacist leave. Generally it's annual leave, or you might be assisting with a pharmacy short staffed. It's generally booked in advance and it can be for, you know, blocks of weeks or it can even be for months sometimes. Emergency locum work, we define that as the workers covering a pharmacist due to an emergency. That might be illness, accident or even bereavement in some cases. So at the moment, we, Ravens have, we do both types of locum work. We recently began operating the 7CPA emergency uh, locum service And that's a government initiative which supports pharmacies in rural and remote areas um, through direct access to a locum in an urgent emergency situation. And what the government do, they fund, they aim to place the pharmacist in any location in Australia within 24 hours and they'll fund up to $2,500 in travel costs for the locum. The main difference with being available as an emergency locum is that you need to be available at very short notice. Obviously, if we're placing someone within 24 hours, you know, you might get a phone call at 9 o'clock one night saying you need to be available to start work the next day. The duration of the placement for an emergency locum is, is generally a lot shorter, though it's generally only a week or so. Obviously, if, if it's if sometimes they can go on a little bit longer, but majority it, it would be that short-term Emergency locum work also offers generally higher rates um, of pay and that is to offset the requirement that you be available at, at very short notice. With both locum and emergency locum work, if you are in a, in a rural area, you can always expect that your accommodation and travel expenses will be fully paid as well. So. The application procedure for both locum and emergency locum, are they the same or they have to apply separately? No, it's the same. You register on the same section on our website. So all you need to do is actually just register, very easy process, provide a copy of your resume, and then one of our consultants will contact you. We've got three locum consultants at the moment. They'll contact you to conduct a short interview over the phone or via Zoom. 
know, find out a little bit of information about what you're looking for, where, where you can go, what's your availability. We'll skill all that in our system and then we'll be ready to, to send you out on locum assignments. Great. How fast from application to placed in an actual job? Within 24 hours, we can place you at the moment. It's up to yourself. You tell us your availability and we'll, we'll get you out there. Obviously, we run a payroll service here, so we pay you directly. So we need to get you set up with all the, the appropriate documentation. But again, that can be organised within a day or so. And we can even have you out on assignment within a day or two and then get that information when, when we obviously run out one our payroll to get all that. But yeah, no, it can be very quick turnaround. But it's up to you, your availability. If you wanted to register now for work next year, we can take your details now. Some employers, especially for that more longer term locum, we've got bookings for next June and July. So, you know, you can book that far in advance if, if you're wanting to. The only other thing, obviously, with, with early career pharmacists, if you are, you know, looking to, to make a move, we've got seven consultants here and myself that can obviously provide you with any advice you need. We've got a dedicated career zone on our website with information specifically, you know, tailored to early career pharmacists on their options, you know, doing a resume, interview tips, anything that you need, you know, our consultants are here to help you and obviously it's completely free to anyone looking for that, any job seeker looking for advice. It's no cost to them whatsoever. So definitely, you know, either hop on the website or pick up a phone and talk to us. I'm more than happy to help. Wow, thank you so much, Heidi. Now, back to you, David. So any last words you want to share with our listeners? We do have to learn to think outside the box a lot more and we have to use that skill set because there's not always a resource. There's not always a quick answer to it or there's not always like a get out of jail free card like the order coming that afternoon where you can just put something else on there. Or It's a place where you can it can be rewarding to work rural and to not have the backup or, or the constant you know, safety net that you have somewhere else. It's a rewarding, interesting, cool place to be. Thursday Island especially, but I'd say anywhere rural. And there's plenty, especially if you're looking in Queensland, there's plenty of places remote Queensland that you could try um, try working. And there's plenty of remote New South Wales and WA. And in Victoria and Tasmania, I suppose every state has got places where you can go that there's no little safety net or whatever. And it's just, you really can turn your brain on and, and get going. And I'd, I'd say that that's something that if one day I decided oh, I'll go back to the city, I feel like I'd maybe a better problem solver or maybe I'd be, it'd be easier for me to come up with an alternative than if, than if I didn't have to do all that during all those years of being out here. So I don't know. I think it's a challenge. I think it's always a challenge and I think it's really rewarding and fulfilling. Wow. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.